Welcome to the Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder and executive director of Kingdom Builders. In this episode, we're going to be discussing embracing the voice of God, just embracing His voice. I want you to know that you are loved and you are always welcome here. I always like to start with some funny stories because the Father delights in our laughter. I was making vegetable pizza. I have 10 kids, so uh, vegetable pizza is actually not even healthy. It sounds wonderfully healthy. It's not. And there's a lot of people and a lot of food being made, and it's pretty messy. So I'm making this vegetable pizza, and I'm talking to my four-year-old at the time, Joseph. And I said, Joseph? did you know that this is one of daddy's favorite foods? And he said, no, I didn't. I said, that's why we're making it because mommy loves. And he looked right up at me and said, food. It's like, yeah, that's not, not wrong, buddy. Not wrong. But, um, I was going to say mommy loves daddy, but yeah. So it's kind of made me laugh. Another story we, uh, because there's lots of commotion in our house. We have one of our sons is loves animals. And so he decided to get a four and a half foot python. Um, he did not ask permission. He just brought it home. And it was fine for a while until I came home one day. And um, he was 16 at the time. And he was hysterically crying. And this Landon doesn't cry. And uh, I thought someone had like died or like something terrible to happen. And He said, mom, you're not going to forgive me. You're not going to forgive me. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like so terrible. And I'm finally like, Landon, just tell me what happened. You just have to tell me. And he said, my python escaped. And when your 16-year-old is hysterical and you think the worst possible thing. So as soon as he said the snake escaped, I like turned around and smiled and praised God that it was just a snake that was loose in my house. And um. I was like, okay, we'll find it. We'll find it. It was lost for almost two months. But that night, the other kids were kind of freaked out. And my 14-year-old comes in. He's like, hey, mom. Yes, Aiden. Am I going to die tonight? And I was like, come on. Aiden, you're not going to die tonight. You're bigger than the python. He's not going to, you know, you'll be fine. He's like, okay. So he walks out. And then he comes back in. He says, mom. Yes, Aiden. Is Sebastian going to die tonight? Well, Sebastian's two at the time, and he's in a crib. And um, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's actually a really good point. He could get through the crib bars and strangle our two-year-old. So we had to go out and purchase a crib mesh tent so he could sleep in there. So we had to zip him in there every night for two months until the python was found. It was finally found. It was sold. And we now have a strict policy of a snake-free house. So just in case you're struggling with some chaos and mess in your house, you're not alone. There's many of us out there, and you just have to laugh and move on. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, 
to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we always start with discussing our foundation. Our foundation has to be there. For the Lord to build in our life, we have to have a strong foundation. So we pray for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. Whether our spouses are being jerks, whether we're taking 20-hour course load, whether we just buried our husband, we always pray for 10 minutes a day. And it can be whatever you want, praise and worship music, just visualizing yourself being held by the Father, a rosary, a divine mercy chaplet, reading the word, whatever the Lord's calling you to pray. But you pray for 10 minutes because you need to be open to receiving his love for a minimum of 10 minutes every day. We go to church on Sunday. It's a divine commandment, not a divine suggestion. We are called to worship the Lord on Sunday. And then we are staying in a state of grace. If we're struggling with any serious sin, we are finding a way to get out of it, whether it means a counselor or a self-help group, whatever it takes, we get out of that serious sin so we can receive the fullness of the graces that the Lord wants to give us. Our life is too hard if we're living in mortal sin. It's just too hard. We're not getting all those graces that the Father wants to give us. And then when we're doing the 10 minutes of prayer, getting into Sunday church, and we're staying in a state of grace, we focus on building ourselves, others in the church, but we make sure we have that strong foundation. So today we're going to talk about embracing the voice of God. In John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So it's like recognizing that voice of God. How do we do that? How do we know his voice so that we can follow him? So the Hebrew word for Satan, you know, the opposite of God, is translated as accuser. So we're trying to determine like what's God's voice and what's Satan's voice? How do we know which one is saying what? Remember, they are speaking to you. Why? Because you're precious. God will build you up and Satan will tear you down. Satan will accuse you of many things and God will build you. So if there's a voice tearing you down, you're going to ignore that voice because that's the voice of a liar. There is a battle for your soul. Remember, Satan hates you. He hates your family and his goal is to destroy. And God loves you. He loves your family. And his desire is for all of you to come to heaven and be with him for eternity. He wants your joy here on earth. And he also wants you to bask in his love forever, you know? So recognize the voices before you give any credence to anyone. Like if you know that there's someone in your life who lies all the time, or even if they lie some of the time, when they speak to you, you're always like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit guarded because I know that they're not always truthful. It's the same way. If you know that Satan lies, like don't give him any power over your mind. Do not. This is from Isaiah 43, 4. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. That's how valuable you are. The Lord will do anything for you. God sent his son to die for you. That's how much he loves you. He's fighting for you, but the enemy is fighting too. You know, so just kind of recognize your value. You are so deeply loved. So one of the ways we learn to hear God's voice and to know it's him is by spending time with him, especially in his word. You know, that's the word of God. Of course, we're going to hear his voice there. So one time I was reading this Bible verse and this Bible verse gives me 
such joy. Every time I read it, it just like fills me with joy because I love when God fights. Like I love when Jesus fights. This is from John 2, 15 and 16. Jesus made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and then spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. I love that. I love like Jesus likes, no, you are ruining the father's temple. You know, you're the father's temple. You are. And, you know, Jesus right there, he didn't like just all of a sudden just start overturning tables. He made a whip out of cords. He took the time to fashion a whip out of cords and then just started to start going crazy. Nope, you will have no power here. And that's the power of God's word. Scripture is our whip to drive out all the lies and spirits of the enemy. They have no power here. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Get out. God's word always trumps Satan's lies. God's word always trumps Satan's lies. There's so much power in his word. So some of the lies that the enemy has told me that I have like but really struggled with, I actually pray like, Lord, show me the right Bible verse to kind of combat those. Because you can find a verse that will whip out any lie or spirit that the enemy has told you or that you've been believing. I don't care how long you've been struggling with it. There is a Bible verse out there for it. So these are some of the lies the enemy has told me. You're inconveniencing so many people, Mary Jo. You look so fat in those pants. You didn't cook a healthy dinner. Your kids are going to end up being overweight and depressed and complete failures. You need to work more to earn God's love because you don't deserve it on your own. Okay, those are some of the lies the enemy tells me. So when he starts whispering those, I speak out loud. This is from Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. That's my Jesus right there. That's your Jesus right there. And like his word just whips out all those lies. So here's some more lies the enemy tells me. You are constantly making mistakes. Your husband actually worked late to make you late on purpose. He's probably trying to sabotage you. You are completely unqualified to lead God's people, Mary Jo. So he's telling me those lies, and it starts to steal my peace and joy. And then I'm like, no, you have no power here. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are too. So what do I say? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, right? It's not even me. Like, I can be weak. That's great. God can be strong. In my weakest point, he's strong. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So that's kind of how we whip out the voice of the enemy. Get in the word. Even if you're like, oh, that feels overwhelming. It's a whole big Bible. Why don't you try like three strong Bible verses that really, really speak to you and just use those when you start to recognize the voice of the enemy. So another little tip on silencing the voice of the enemy. So we know we have whip it out. We can whip it out with scripture, but sometimes we just want to silence it. And we can find that we really need to do this if the enemy's lies and accusations are deeply rooted. We can like say, oh, that's a childhood issue. And that's okay. Like recognize it. Don't be afraid to look at it. Look at it so that you can like, oh, I'm a daughter or son of the king. 
I have authority over my own body. And in the name of Jesus, I can just remove the stuff that's causing me to lose my peace and joy. Don't be afraid to look at it. Look at it. So what do we do when that first thought occurs to us? As soon as the evil one introduces a sinful thought, a fear, a lie, whatever, recognize it. I had a priest tell me in confession, we don't magically end up in moral sin. We don't. It always starts with a thought. And whether we entertain it or not, you know, so if you have like an inappropriate image in your mind that the enemy puts there, it's actually only sinful if you entertain the image. So it's like, name of Jesus, I renounce this image of, you know, whatever, just get that out of there. Like you have power to remove it. So, but the thing is, most people don't do is they don't recognize that the enemy is actually planting images or speaking things, and then they're actually entertaining them. So first part is just recognize it, recognize the thought. So in 2 Corinthians, this is chapter 10, verse 5, this is one of my favorites, we destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Every thought captive to obey Christ. So a bad thought pops in there. Um, No, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have no power here. And I like to think about it as like gardening. It's like we don't allow that thought or that weed, I like to think of it as weeds, to take root or to pierce our mind or our souls. Like we don't give it any power. Like if it starts to grow roots, like, uh uh-uh, no, get it out. We don't want it there. So when I was developing kingdom builders, like the Lord was actually whispering stuff to me about women building one another for 12 years, but I couldn't do it. There was just too many lies of the enemy. It was like other women don't struggle the way you do, Mary Jo. This group would be pointless. No one will even come. You will look like a fool. Your pastor will be so disappointed in you. You're a total mess, Mary Jo. You'll have tons of errors on all your printed material and PowerPoints. And I allowed that to have power over me for 12 years before I read the book Unbound by Neil Lozano, and I just renounced a bunch of lies and spirits of the enemy. And the Holy Spirit revealed some deep wounds, and I just renounced them. And then that gave me the freedom to rise to the woman God desired me to be. And who's ever listening to this now, like, I want that for you. Jesus wants that for you. So recognize what it is. So when I was listening to those, thoughts and spirits from the enemy, that was actually pride and fear being offered to me by the enemy. And I willingly chose to entertain that. So I entertained the fears and the lies and I accepted them for years. So I had to pull some weeds, like I had just to get them out of there. And I actually, I'll just be honest, I did not even know that that's what it was. I didn't even know it was the enemy speaking lies to me that I was believing or like the fears or the spirits being there that I had had no idea. Once I knew, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like complete freedom. So remember that demons don't have the power to read your minds. They do not. That's been confirmed by multiple exorcists that I've spoken with or read their books. They don't. So you actually have to speak it out loud. You have to speak in the name of Jesus. So through your baptism, You are made priest, prophet, and king, and you have the authority to speak in his name and to break the power of those lies and spirits and have Jesus take them away. So first, you just kind of like look at it. So for me, it was my sin of pride. So I'm looking at it. Okay, what is it? Show me, Holy Spirit. He'll show you. It's pride. 
So now you say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of pride. And also perfectionism. That's something I've struggled with. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. When I was creating the PowerPoint for this Kingdom Builder gathering, I had this little box that I couldn't find. I couldn't get the equal distance. And I kept moving it back and forth. And I actually thought to myself, I can't get this perfectionism box perfect. And I actually just pulled my hands away from my computer and I renounced it. In the name of Jesus, I renounced the spirit of perfectionism. Like I spent, I don't even know, 10 minutes trying to get that box. It was like just the enemy distracting me. No one cared whether that box was a millimeter off except me. You know, that was just a distraction to steal my peace and joy. Renounced it. So recognize the fear. You know, enemy like thrives in our fear. What's the fear? I was afraid of failure or rejection. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of being rejected. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of failure. Remove those. Done. What's the spirit there? Unworthiness. That's a really, really common one where we feel unworthy for whatever reason. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of unworthiness. So I've broken those, and you can too. Through the power of my baptism, I have broken those. And then I just ask Jesus to come take them. So Jesus, please come take away every spirit and lie that I have renounced and any related spirits. And he just takes those away. And then I just ask the Father to pour his blessing on me. Father, pour your blessing over me. I ask Jesus to pour his precious blood over me. Jesus, pour your precious blood over me. Seal in all the healing that you have done and will continue to do. Make me invisible to the enemy. I just strongly encourage, if you're like kind of just starting out, just ask for Jesus to pour his precious blood over you and make you invisible to the enemy. I do that every day for me and my husband and all my children. So after you weed your garden, you like pull all these weeds. Are you done weeding forever? You know, so if, like think about a real garden. If you had a real garden, you're like pulling the weeds. You're like, oh, looks so good. The weeds are gone. Are you done? Like a week from now, what happens? No, the weeds come back, don't they? And so recognize that some of the weeds will be common. And so you'll be pulling those, those out more often. And sometimes the Lord will reveal even something deeper, like a deeper root system where you actually have to forgive someone in order for that weed not to grow anymore. This is from Luke 10. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. So Jesus just gives that power to us to speak in his name. Because of our baptism, we are baptized priest, prophet, and king. And we have the authority through the name of Jesus to cast out anything that's stealing our peace and joy. Because the Father desires us free. He wants us free. So take the time to remove those shackles and to rise to new heights. You are not a slave. You are a beloved heir, an heir of the King. Claim your inheritance of peace and joy. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.